Welcome to Slalom. This is Slalom on Air, a podcast series sharing how our core values inspire our work. Real voices, real stories, real impacts. Our goals are to dream bigger, move faster, and build better tomorrows. Hey, Slalom. Welcome back to another episode of Slalom on Air. My name is Mark Anderson. I'm joined by my good friend and colleague Ainsley Hancock, a client director here in Toronto, and our client, Gina Lejoy, director at Lions Foundation of Canada Dog Guides. Welcome, Ainsley. Welcome, Gina. Hey, awesome. Mark. Thanks, Mark. Hey, Ainsley. <laughs> so exciting. <laughs> I am so excited. Thank you for saying that, Ainsley. I am so excited for today's episode. Gina, we've been working together for over a year now. This story is something that's near and dear and really personal uh, to me. I am, uh, I'm thrilled by both your organization that you work for, but also just the impact that your, uh, your organization has on the lives of so many Canadians. So, um, Gina, I wanted to play a little game. It's going to be a rapid-fire set of questions. Before I get to the questions, just tell us a little bit about your role at Lions Foundation of Canada Dog Guides. Of course, Mark. So my title is Director of Programs and Client Services. And what that really means for me is that I'm responsible for the client's journey. And that journey with us can last many, many, many years. We've got some clients applying for their fifth dog. On average, if they've got each dog with them for eight or nine years, you can imagine how many years a single client may be on a journey with dog guides. Absolutely. All right. So Gina, let's get to know you a little bit better. And what better way than rapid fire questions? Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. Dogs or cats? <laughs> Dog guides, we've got both because we have distraction cats. Okay. Elvis or the Beatles? Oh, neither. iPhone or Android? iPhone. What kind of oh. questions are these? <laughs> Last question. Uh, would you work for fame and glory? Or would you give back by working at an organization that's trying to make a difference? Oh, Mark, I made that decision over two years ago um, when I left a 20-year career in tech uh, and consulting to join Dog Guides. Well, we want to hear more about the organization. So, so tell us about your mission and your vision and why this work is so important to you at a personal level. Absolutely. So Lions Foundation of Canada Dog Guides empowers Canadians who are living with disabilities to uh, really live their world with greater confidence and independence. So we provide dog guides at absolutely no cost. Uh, We've got a breeding and training facility. Uh, We are located in Oakville, but we've got our, uh, you know, what we call the nursery in Breslau, which is near Guelph. Uh, And we're the only school as far as we know, in the world, to operate seven distinct programs. Uh, So there's a ton of love and effort that goes into this work. Uh, It takes about $35,000 of investment to breed, train, and place each dog guide. And as I said, all of those dogs are placed at no cost to clients, and we receive no government funding. So Gina, if there was a newspaper that landed on my front door tomorrow, what would the headline be for the work that we've done together? When a dog's potential is unleashed, so is a person's. And what I mean by that is once a dog has gone through an intensive training process at Dog Guides and they are equipped with the skills that the individual client receiving them is going to benefit from and they go home with that client and that bonding happens, the confidence that the client gains leads to an increase in independence. We've got clients who are able to 
gain employment because of their dog guides. We have parents who have told us that the dog guide has helped their family stay together. It is incredible the impact that the dog guides have on the clients. Uh, Before slalom came along, we were um, still using pen and paper to document uh, much of the data that we uh, rely on to do our work. So if you can imagine everything from breeding to applicants to clients to fosters, we had some aged out systems uh, that we used to capture data, but a lot of our information was still kept on pen and paper. Um, So when the pandemic hit, and we had to begin working remotely, and our client files were sitting in a closet at Dog Guides, that created uh, major problems that just underscored the need for us to make an investment in technology. Excellent. Thank you for that. Ainsley, I'd love to loop you in on this part of the conversation. Maybe you could bring a little bit more to life around the essence of our work together. Yeah, of course, Mark. So really the program that we implemented and embarked on with uh, the Dog Guides team was focused on implementing a single source of truth around their clients and their dogs. The system we implemented was using Salesforce. That system actually enabled uh, the Dog Guides team to collect all that data that they had on pen and paper in their offices into a single system that they can access now anywhere in the world. Uh, So when they're actually traveling and visiting uh, client pairs and teams in Vancouver, as an example, they're able to actually log into that system from their phone and update their records on that team themselves. The tool also allows the organization to really manage all of the dogs. What they're able to do now is actually track all of the dog information from preconception all the way through uh, until uh, retirement for those dogs and understanding how they interact, what uh, programs they're trained for, and how they can be engaged and redeployed with other clients as well. So really fundamental change for the organization. Well, that's certainly the impact of the organization. Tell us, you know, if you were a client of Dog Guides, what difference do you think you'd notice before and after the work that we did together? As a client, um, you're actually getting this very seamless experience. So I, if I was a client of Dog Guides, I could be picking up the phone, speaking to any individual, whether it was a trainer or an, a medical uh, support person from the Dog Guides team. They would be able to pull up my records, understand my history, who, what, what dog I'm currently paired with, understand what uh, training I've been through, and be able to actually communicate with me knowing all of my information uh, in a single engagement aspect. Okay. Well, speaking of answering questions quickly, we've got a little bit of a test because Ainsley, you have been working shoulder to shoulder with Gina and the team right for the past year. So I'm going to ask you some true false questions and Gina, you are going to be the referee and you're going to say yes or no, true or false. Okay. All right. So Ainsley, are you ready? I'm ready. All right, here we go. Okay. So question one, can you pet a dog guide? No, you cannot pet a dog guide, especially if they're wearing their vest, because that means they are in a working mode and you should not distract them. Okay, uh, question number two. What breeds of dogs are trained? I'm always going to get this one wrong. Uh, Labs, poodles. And one more. And chihuahuas. (laughs) A little bit wrong there. So we train golden retrievers, Labrador retrievers, and standard poodles, and we will often crossbreed the Goldens and the the Labs. Okay. Uh, Chihuahua's classic. Yes. Um, Now, 
these dog guides are super dogs, right? They could get trained across a whole uh, spectrum of capabilities. Can you name me three of the, you know, the potential? Yeah. Uh, so my, the favorite ones that I have um, are the autism assistants, the diabetes assistants, and the support program. Very good. Gina, can you help us with some more of the, uh, of the capabilities? Certainly. Yeah, so we've got seven programs, so Ainsley named three of them. We also have seizure response, we have canine vision, we have service, and we have... Did you mention facility support, Ainsley? No, I didn't, Gina. No, she You're did good. Not. There you go. Those there are the other go. four. Amazing. Okay, Ainsley, last question. There is a term used at Dog Guides for when a dog goes through the program, right, as a young puppy, and is unable to perform the the role, right? And what is that term? The puppy is going through a career change when they are unable to continue to perform the role. That Gina? is correct. Career change. That is the term we use. And Gina, you one of your uh, one of your dogs at home, one of your companions at home is a career change dog, I understand. <laughs> He is. And, you know, we like to say while we breed the dogs for uh, the world of assistance dogs, it is not every dog's calling and it could be due to health or behavior or will. (laughs) So we find the best homes we can possibly find for the dogs that don't go into service. I love it. Well, let's tell some stories about service and about, you know, the independence and the success that your clients can have. Oh, sure. We've got You can imagine, you know, we've graduated over 3,000 dogs uh, in our history, and we've got stories across the country, uh, and every day we gain more, but there are some special ones. There is a team out in Newfoundland, uh, and the child's name is Cohen, and his dog is Keto, and Cohen is a young child. He's on the autism spectrum, Uh, and Keto joined uh, Cohen and not only changed Cohen's life, but he really changed the family's life as well. Uh, Cohen had an entire childhood of sleepless nights. He never slept alone, um, which meant his parents really didn't. When Keto joined the family, he was able to settle Cohen in his bed at night, and Cohen now sleeps through the night, and he's confident. Cohen also had a childhood of loneliness. Um, It's difficult for some children on the spectrum to make connections and to make friends. But suddenly when you show up to school and you've got a wonderful dog guide by your side, you become a child other children want to be connected to. And suddenly speaking with them and making friends becomes easier. Um, He says he now sleeps like a baby. And if he were to lose keto today, he said he would surely lose half his heart. So when you hear things like that, it really speaks to the impact. And, you know, we train the dogs to go out with certain skills, but what they add to the family is so immeasurable and it goes so far beyond what we train them and equip them to do. Oh, that's amazing. You're, you're transforming digitally, you're transforming physically, you're looking to scale and just have a bigger impact on more and more Canadians. I love it. Ainsley, Gina, thank you so much for spending time today with me and with our listeners. Uh, everyone listening along, you can go to dogguides.com for more information about the organization. And guess what? There's a place to donate right on the site. So thanks again for listening. We'll talk to you all soon. Awesome. Thanks, Mark. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to Slalom on Air. 
Tune in to hear more by following us on your preferred podcast listening app. New stories will be coming regularly. And if you're interested in joining Slalom, check us out at slalom.com slash careers.